What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms that we are Ablaze. Tonight, I want to talk to you about not being alone because you have a great helper living on the inside of you. And I always find it interesting when we talk about the Holy Spirit and even when we talk about the things of God. I find it really interesting that the world largely believes in the supernatural. And they're pretty crazy about it, but then when it comes to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, even the church starts to draw back a little bit. But the Bible says that God takes no pleasure in those that draw back. And so here at Ablaze Youth Ministries, we don't in my worship. Like, I just, like, I hope that one day, you know, and some of you do, and praise God, but hopefully more of you just enter into this place of complete freedom to where you can have this extravagant worship to where you're not concerned about anything else going on, but it's just between you and God. And the reason why my worship sometimes is extravagant, you'll see me jumping around, you'll see me spitting, my hands are lifted up, just not caring, is because I'm so grateful for what Jesus has done for me. And I have these small opportunities, like right now when we're singing a song, to really express my gratitude to him. And when I express my gratitude to him, I don't want it just to be like, yo, thanks, dude. No, he's better than that. Amen. He's bigger than that. And I dare to say he deserves more than that. Amen. And so we have to decide that we're going to give God our best every single time. Someone say my best. And so it's interesting, you know, uh, I don't, uh, probably a lot of you are too young, but when I was in high school, there was this lady on TV, her name was Chloe or Cleo, Cleo, I think it was, and she'd be like, hello, I'm Cleo, and she'd have these cards, and she would, you could call this 1-800 number, and you call in, and, and Cleo from Jamaica would tell you everything going on in your life, man. And she had that accent. She sounded like that, didn't she? She had a Jamaican accent. And, and it was amazing. This lady made a living by people calling in so she can literally read the mail. And it's so funny. Whenever you watch someone like this, they're like, I sense a problem in your life. And the person on the other line is like, yeah, how'd you know? And they're like, well, you just confirmed it, you know? And so they're always like dropping these little hints and these clues, but it's amazing, you know? And then also when I was in high school, I don't know if it's still a thing, but Ouija boards were a big deal in high school. I never messed with one myself. Now this is kind of, you know, I'm not going to tell your parents or anybody, but how many of you have ever played with a Ouija board? Okay. So a few people in the room. All right. Shame on, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and so, but it's amazing how like, and then there's this show on, I don't know if it's Discovery or A&E, but it's called Ghostbusters. And like these guys, I, I don't know if it's called Ghostbusters, but like these three dudes go into like haunted hotels and they run around with like cameras and they're like tracking ghosts. And, and it's, 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 my point is this, nobody has a problem believing in the supernatural, but then we come to the real supernatural, which is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And everybody's like, nah. It's too much. You know, that's not real. That's, that, that can't be. But guess what? Jesus is the realest thing you will ever come in contact with. Amen. And his supernatural power is real. And the Holy Spirit is real. And the way Jesus moved in the Bible and the way the Holy Spirit moved in the Bible is still the way Jesus moves and works today if we'll let him. But lots of times when Jesus gets to move and in a room and in a church, everybody's like, 
that's a little too weird. That's a little too far out. That's a little too spiritual or a little too supernatural. He is supernatural. You know, he, and then there's like, oh, Cody's not here tonight. I was going to use him. I was going to bring him down because on his arm, he's got tattoos and he's just got aliens like all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, whatever. Uh, that's forever, dude. So I hope you like it. And, but you know, he's got aliens because he, he low key believes in aliens. And, and I, maybe I believe in aliens. I don't know. When I meet one, I'll definitely believe in them. But until I meet in them, I'm like undecided. But my point is, is I'm open to the conversation. And if we're open to the conversation about all this other supernatural stuff, shouldn't our lives also be open to Jesus and what he wants to do? The answer is yes. Everyone say yes. yes. And so tonight when we talk about the Holy Spirit, don't draw back on me. He's real. And he's really living in you for a reason and a purpose. John 16, 7, now the English Standard Version says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I go not away, the helper, someone say the helper. The helper will not come unto you, but if I go, I will send him to you. John 14, 6, Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Someone say helper. To be with you forever. <laughs> you know, if there's any Sandlot fans in the house, uh, I'd love it when he's just like forever. If you've never seen the Sandlot, um, your eternal destiny relies on it. You need to go rent it and watch it. I'm sure it's on Netflix. If not, you need to figure out where it is because it's a movie that'll forever change your life. It's fantastic. But he's telling this story and he's got a flashlight and he's pointing it up on his face and he's just like forever. Guess what? That is how long the Holy Ghost is with you. You cannot get rid of this dude. He lives on the inside of you. And Jesus literally died to make sure you would have the Holy Ghost. He told the disciples, he's like, it is better for you. It's expedient for you that I go away. Because as a man here on the earth, I can only be in one place at one time. But if I die and I go to heaven, I can go to the Father and I can send a helper. The same spirit that's on me without measure will come live inside of you. Reverse. Whoa. <laughs> Someone's driving the hype train up here. <laughs> and so you have a helper. The problem most Christians or the mistake most Christians make is they don't rely on the helper. They try to do everything on their own. And we talked about this a little bit when we talked about relationships. You shouldn't rely on your own wisdom and your own knowledge when you're trying to figure out if you're supposed to date this boy or this girl. You've got a helper to help you with that decision. You shouldn't rely on your own wisdom when you're about to graduate high school and you're trying to figure out, should I get into the workforce or should I go to college? And maybe you decide to go to college and you're trying to pick which college to go to. You should not make that decision by yourself. You have a helper that can show you where to go and why to go there. You're not supposed to make these life decisions on your own because I've got a revelation for you. In your humanity, you can screw things up. Now, by a show of hands, has anybody ever screwed something up before? Yeah, absolutely. Well, guess what I found out in my life? Before I started following God, I was screwing up a lot. I mean, it was like a daily routine. What is Robert going to mess up today? But I found out when I gave my life to Jesus and I started following the Holy Spirit with my decisions and my life choices, I actually started tapping into the one who knows everything about everything. Amen. That's a lot. 
And I started tapping into his wisdom, into his knowledge, because the Bible does say that his ways are higher than my ways, his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. It does say that, but it doesn't say I can't know his ways and know his thoughts. The truth of the matter is I can know his ways and I can know his thoughts. Number one, I've got the word of God. You want to know what God's thinking? Read your Bible. Amen. You want to know God's ways? Read your Bible. But outside of that, we've got someone, somebody say someone, because that's what he is. He's not a thing. He's a person. It's the Holy Spirit living in us. So let me read this scripture. Zechariah 4, 6. Then he said unto me, this is the word of the Lord to the Rebubble, <laughs> not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What is he saying? He's saying, guess what? At some point in time, you're going to come to the end of yourself. Your wisdom, your talent, your ability. You're going to come to the end of yourself. And that is a good place to be because where you end is only the beginning of God. Where your wisdom stops, that's only the beginning of his wisdom. Where your knowledge ceases to end, that's only the beginning of his knowledge. Where you can't figure things out, that is only the beginning. And so if we rely on the Spirit of God instead of on our own mind, instead of on our emotions, but we rely on God's Holy Spirit, we're going to know a whole lot of stuff that we are supposed to know. Y'all with me? Romans 8 9 says this, But you are not controlled by your sinful nature, you are controlled by the Spirit. Someone say the Spirit. By the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who are not the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you realize that you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Someone say, in me. Amen. 1 John 4.4 4 says this, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the Spirit who lives in you the spirit who lives in you, the spirit, who, listen, it's not just Robert because he's a preacher. It's not just Ashley and GW and Kyleen and everybody up here singing because they're praising worship leaders. The spirit of God just doesn't live in them, but the Bible says the spirit of God lives in all of us. And so he said, the spirit of God lives in you. Greater is he, the spirit of God that lives in you, than the spirit that lives in the world. This is great news. I've got, listen to me now. You've got something on the inside of you that is greater whoo, than every obstacle you will ever face. Some of y'all didn't get that. You have someone living inside of you that is greater than any obstacle, any trial, any tribulation, any temptation that you will ever face. Now, here in a moment, we're going to be talking about the prayer language and how we can pray by the Spirit of God. And let me just tell you this. I did say that you have something living in you that is greater than any temptation you will ever face. I'm going to show you how to stay free from temptation right now. Y'all ready? Whenever you are tempted, if you will start praying in the Holy Spirit, that temptation will leave you. Here's the truth. I've never been able to sin while I've been praying by the Spirit. I've never been able to lie when I've been tempted to lie and I just say, hold up a second, let me pray. And I start praying. See, because you're a three-part being. All of you know this, but in case you don't, I'll re-rehearse it. You're a three-part being. 
You have this body that we all get to see. It's called the temple. The Bible says from dirt it was made, or from dust it was made, and dust it will return. When you die, this sucker that you see is going in the ground. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And then we have a spirit. Everybody has a spirit. That is the part of you that is eternal, and it will live forever in either heaven or hell. Now, when you start to pray by the Spirit, what you're doing is you're activating the Spirit of God and the Spirit that lives within you. And the two of them begin to communicate. And now you're receiving strength from God's Spirit directly to your spirit. And this is what the Bible says in Romans 8, 14, where it says the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. As you pray, you begin to rev this sucker up on the inside of you, and he now can control and direct where you're supposed to go. You're no longer being led by your mind, your will, and your emotions, where your mind thinks it's okay to lie, and you start praying, and your spirit's like, no, we're not lying, because that's a sin. When you're thinking about stealing something, I'll just tell you, I, you know, um, when I, when I was in high school, we were allowed to leave campus for lunch and we would go to this little uh, corner market. I, I come from a real small town and uh, you know I didn't have any money growing up, but I wanted to eat. And so I was tempted to steal and all my friends were stealing from this little convenience store. And so I was like, they're doing it, I just as well do it as well. And I remember the one time, the first time I was about to steal something, one of my friends, like his name, I won't tell you his name in case he listens to the podcast, <laughs> but he was in front of, uh, he was at the counter and there was a guy standing in between us and then I was behind him and I had like a Snickers bar in my pocket and something else in this pocket and he had some stuff in his pocket and his little trick was, I'm going to pay for this bubble gum, but I'm going to walk out with all this stuff in my pocket and no one's going to notice. And so he's paying for his bubble gum and after he gets done paying, when he's about to leave, the guy that was standing in between us said, you're going to pay for that candy bar in your pocket too? And I just like slowly started emptying my pockets and let stuff fall on the floor, you know, because I'm not about to get called out. But my point is this. We've all been tempted to steal. We've all been tempted to lie. The humanity is what the humanity is, and the humanity wants what the humanity wants. What I'm trying to tell you, the way to overcome that is not in your power, in your strength, but it's by the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. And when you start praying, because this is what the Bible says. When you start praying, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now that I'm praying, I'm activating that greatness that lives in me. And when I activate that greatness that lives in me, it will lead me to do great things instead of sinful things. Amen. If you want to be successful in life and you want to be able to overcome you really need to start building your relationship with the Spirit of God. Amen. There's lots of ways to do that. Reading your Bible, worshiping like we just did, but also praying by the Spirit is another way. First John 5, 4 says, For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. So what is he saying? He's saying if you'll believe God that this works, Every single time, you'll walk in victory. Because whether you realize it or not, guys, and you do, because you're young and you're constantly facing challenges, but whether you realize it or not, choosing right over wrong is a daily struggle. Amen. It's just the truth of the matter. It's a daily struggle. We have friends that want us to do one thing, we have our mind, our will, and our emotions that wants us to do one thing. We have our body that wants to do one thing. And then we've got the Spirit of God that wants us to do one thing. And lots of times, all those things that I just said are all on different pages. 
<laughs> my mind's telling me to go this way. My emotions are telling me to go this way. My body's telling me to go this way. And the Spirit of God's telling me to go the right way. And so we have to figure out how are we going to navigate through all this stuff down here. And what God is telling you tonight is it's by the help of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 said, but thank God he gives us victory. Someone say victory. That was so weak. Someone say victory. <laughs> Someone say victory. Y'all ain't sleeping, are you? Say victory. victory. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what is he saying? Because can I just tell you guys something real quick? The fight between the flesh and the spirit is exhausting. If I try to do it by myself, it is flat out exhausting. Now let me pick on a couple people here. Kaden, you, you shot up and you lifted your hand. Come on down here. So Kaden, come on down here. And then Charlie, you lifted your hand. Come up here. Uh, I'll, I'll get to everyone else here in just a minute. <clears throat> So I got these cute little gloves for you and this rope. And I need you to put on a pair of these gloves because this rope is very, it has like sharp edges and I don't want you to get cut. So go ahead and put those on. And then uh, let's, have, let's have Nick from the sound. Or no, we'll use Pater if you want because since he's up, it's up to you. Yeah, Pater, you can come down here and just sit on the front row or something. You, once you got your gloves on, let me know. Uh, what I want to show you tonight through this is there's this constant tug of war that's going on in your life. It's constant tug of war. And Caden, do you want to be the believer or do you want to be all the other stuff? Rock, paper, scissors. You're going to be the stuff? Okay, you're going to be the believer. All right. So this is the way y'all just pull that till it's tight, but don't start. Just pull till it's Now, a few rules before we get going. Do not ever let go of the rope, okay? Because I'm not about to have someone go flying because someone else let go of the rope. Y'all just hold on to that. But so he's the believer, and this is a direct representation of all of you guys, all right? And we talked about all the stuff that's constantly going on inside the believer. But then we have all this stuff that's in this world. We have the internet. We have friends, maybe not godly friends. We have boyfriends. We have girlfriends. We have TV. We have our flesh that wants to sin. We have our mind, our will, and our emotions. We have, um, you know, you don't have to raise your hand. This is rhetorical. But if you're anything like me, there's days where I just flat out want to be depressed. There's just days where I feel like that. And, and, and there's no reason. There, there's days where I just want to be in a bad mood. I have all of this stuff going on. And what I'm talking to you about tonight is we have to understand that I can't beat all this stuff by myself. And so we've got Charlie over here that represents all of you. And then we got Caden over here that represents all the stuff in this world. Now, the two of you, you try to go that way and you try to go that way. And you just keep going until I say stop. So go, go, go as far as you can. Go all the way to that wall. Go, go. Come on, Charlie, pull him all the way to the wall. Caden, pull him to the wall. <laughs> Come on, pull, Charlie, pull. Come on, pull. Pull, don't let him pull you around. Get up! Charlie, what are you doing? All right, all right, now stop. Now stop. Now listen. Okay, now y'all just chill right there. So this is what happened. Charlie fell down because he was fighting against all this stuff. Now remember what I said. There may be some battles when you fight on your own that you're going to win, but it's going to exhaust you. 
You're going to have to exert so much energy to win that battle that guess what? You're not going to have any energy to face the next battle. There's a very key scripture over in the book of Chronicles where God was speaking to his people and he said this very key scripture. He said, the battle is not yours, but it's mine. See, you've got to learn Woo, this song, this is how I fight my battles. Woo, that's my singing for you guys, all right? You've got to learn how to let God fight your battles. Now listen to me. He's already won every battle that you're going to face, but the point is, is you've got to let him come into your world and do something on your behalf. Because if you use all your energy and all your resources to beat this one battle, what are you going to do when the next one shows up? The very next battle day. Because there's been days where I fought so hard in my own self against depression, against depression, against depression. The devil, I know how he works. He attacks my mind all the time. He's always attacking my mind. Always, this is why the Bible says, take every thought captive and make it subject to the law of Christ. So when the devil's telling me, Robert, you're not good enough. Robert, you're not good enough. Robert, you're not good enough. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to take that thought captive to the subject of the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? I'm beautifully and wonderfully made according to Ephesians 2.10. I am God's masterpiece. And I start encouraging myself and exhorting myself in the scriptures because if I don't do that, then thinking about how I'm not good enough and how I'm not qualified, it just depresses the fire out of me. And then that day I'm so bummed out from fighting against depression that the very next day when I wake up and the devil's tempting me to look at something on the internet, I have no more energy to fight that, so I give in. See, God doesn't want you to win some and lose some. He wants you to win, like Pastor Mark's been saying, and then once you've won, win again. Now, Decatur, come up here and put these gloves on. That's tough, bro. Happens sometimes in life. Now, Decatur is going to be a representation of what happens when we rely on God. Now, look at this. Everybody out there that's looking, you can see that there is a size differential between Decatur and Caden. Everybody in the room knows that, right? And everybody in the room can also tell this before it even happens. Every single one of us in the room know what's about to transpire. Caden's going to get drugged all over this stage. (laughs) You know, as soon as Decatur grabs onto this rope, it's not even, now, it's not even going to be a fight, and this is the way every battle goes when we decide not by my, not by my strength, not by my, my ooh, Katie, yeah, I'm call, yeah, you got this, baby. Not, but by the Spirit of God, says the Lord. When I put my trust, and this is what he said over in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Guess what? I don't have to be concerned about this battle because guess what? I'm not fighting depression. Jesus is going to fight it for me. Now, how do I do that? It's so pivotal, guys, because there are things you have to do to let him fight. You got to read your Bible. You got to come in. This is why GW and Ashley, they were just encouraging you. And then I came up. This is why we're getting you to engage in worship, because we know when you do that, you are getting him to fight against this. And it's no contest when you get God involved. It's no contest. Listen to me. Mm -mm. Y'all understand that God created everything you See, the heavens and the earth, he created, the Bible says that everything was created by him and for him. So surely the creator of the heavens and the earth 
can help me fight this battle that I'm having in my soul. See, he's so much bigger than we even comprehend. The Bible says that he knows every star and has given it a name. I can't even find the Big Dipper. But God knows every single star. He knows every single star. The Bible says he holds the worlds in the palm of his hands. It says that he knows the hairs, the number of hairs on your head. He is limitless, guys. The Bible says he knows your past better. He knows your future better than you know your past. So think about how well you know your life and everything that happened today. If you sit here and you think about it, can you rehearse it? Oh, yeah, I went to school today. I had a cheese sandwich for lunch. It was delicious, you know. Ate some cucumbers. I mean, I had a little high C. It was, it was fantastic. And then I came to church tonight. And you remember that. And you remember it. But the Bible says that God knows your future better than you even know today. What am I trying to say? You need to start thinking bigger when you start thinking about your God. You need to start thinking bigger when you think about your God. Because when you think about your God, you start seeing it this way. It's not even a contest. So now this is what we're going to do. Saddle up, partner. <laughs> now listen, you're going to try, Caden's going to try to pull him the way of the flesh, the way of sin, the way of temptation, the way of depression and oppression. He's going to try to pull him through the struggle. But Caden, or I'm sorry, Charlie is just going to walk because the Bible says, listen to me now, the steps of the righteous have been ordered by the Lord. And he's got a path for you. And he's just going to walk. This is the path. I'm about to walk the path that the Lord has laid out for you. So you watch where I go, and then I want you to follow. Not yet, but you watch where I go. Until you get right here. That's the path that God has for you. And you're just going to walk on that path. And the way you're going to walk on the path is you're going to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to take care of everything that you need him to take care of. I'm going to get this out of the way. Thank you. Unless Caden gets drunk. All right. So you already get that rope nice and tight. And when I say go, Caden, you try to pull him off the path of the righteous, and you just walk down the path of the righteous. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, y'all just leave that over there. Okay. In case you didn't see it, Caden <laughs> just got ripped off the stage like crazy. <laughs> he tried, but it didn't work. Now listen, guys. Yeah. When you let God fight your battles, it's that easy. Remember what we started with. You have a helper. And Jesus died to give you that helper. If I was you, y'all can, thank you so much. Y'all give him a round of applause. That was a good job. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put everything over here. Put it over here. Put it over here. Put it over here. <clears throat> if I was you, I would start giving God an invitation into all of my situations. Maybe you're struggling with a particular class. And you just feel like that class is beyond your comprehension. Hallelujah, I relate. <laughs> I said that about every class that I was in. But this is the one thing that I failed at. I never got God involved in my classwork. See, because the Bible says he's given you the mind of Christ. 
So there's this TV show that I, I absolutely love to watch. It's called Limitless. And he takes this pill. And when he takes this pill, because they say that we only use like 3% of our brain, and he takes this pill and it unlocks the other 97% of his brain. And so he's like super smart and he's super intelligent. Guess what, guy? If you're anything like me, uh, maybe the average person is using like 3% of their brain. Mine's like a point something, okay? And so, but when I ask God for help, I can understand and comprehend things that are beyond me. Because I've gotten beyond me and I've asked for the Creator's help. And so if there's anybody in the room, I encourage you, I implore you to invite God into your school situation. If you're struggling with algebra, maybe you're struggling with pre-cal, maybe you're struggling with geometry, maybe you're struggling with social studies, maybe you're struggling with whatever it may be. Ask God genuinely, hey, help me understand this. Show me how to do this. Unlock this to me. And help me see it. And guys, he's faithful. The Bible says over in John, or or 1 John, that we can be confident that we have. This is the confidence that we have. That whatever we ask for, when he hears us, we know that we have what we've asked for. You can be confident. The problem is, is we don't get him involved. Somebody say, get him involved. We got to start asking him for help. Psalms 46, 1 says, he is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Romans 8, 26, and says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we do not know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And so I love that. He said that the Holy Spirit even helps us in our weakness. Ephesians 6, 18. It says, and I pray in the Spirit in all occasions. Now, I'm going to play a bunch of scriptures for you guys. Listen to them because they're going to help you. Ephesians 6, 18. And pray. Someone say pray. pray. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Jude one twenty. But you, beloved, by building yourselves up in your utmost holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.16 says this. I pray from this glory. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. If you've ever felt like giving up, if you've ever felt like quitting, the Bible says if you will just start to pray, God will empower you from his glorious, precious riches. He'll empower you in your inner man and give you the strength that you need. You have a helper that's so much greater than you are living on the inside of you. And God is just begging you to tap into it. Over in Acts 1.8, the Bible says that they went into this upper room and they all just began to pray. And as they're having this prayer meeting, this is what Jesus was prophesying about. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so he's telling them, you need the Holy Spirit to live this life of Christ in front of everybody. But it goes further than that. It doesn't just stop there. The Holy Spirit will come on you and he'll empower you to be a witness, but that's not the only reason he comes on you. He comes on you to deliver you from your oppression, your worries, your anxiety. Over there in Philippians 4, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. So we've got this great resource, guys. It's like this candle. There's something inside this candle 
that is burning. There's something in here that is putting off this, this light, this radiant glow. There's this power, and, and it's so amazing. If you guys, I, I don't have a ton of time because I've already spent so much time talking about everything else, but if you really think about the power of fire. <laughs> now, I know we have electricity. I just love fire. <laughs> we have like electricity and, and all that other stuff, but if you really think about it, where did all that come from? It came from fire. We, we can't do anything without fire. Wars have been won by this simple tool right here. Weapons have been made by this. Dark places have been illuminated by this where people couldn't see. They started a fire and then they could see. People have been kept warm by this. People have sustained their life by cooking food and meals and everything that they needed right here in this fire. And the Bible says that Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and what? And fire. See, he's put this wonderful resource in you <laughs> to help sustain you, to bring light to dark places, to show you what you need to see, to help you where you need help in your weakness, just like that scripture we read. But guess what, guys? If this fire is not fed, it fizzles out. The key thing about fire is it needs fuel. And there's a lot of us, I know it for a fact, we haven't been feeding that fire of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. And this is what happens over in the book of Galatians. It says, do not become weary in well-doing. Can I tell you something? Being a Christian in this life is a fight. It's a fight. And to win that fight, you gotta feed the very thing that guarantees you victory. You can't let it fizzle out. He's your very substance that you need to be sustained. He's your very help in a present time of need. Amen. But you have to make up your mind that you're gonna feel the fire of the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.